Welcome to my podcast, Virtually Minded. I'm your host, Sarah Garnham, and I'm a virtual assistant working with best-selling authors and small businesses, helping them to manage their time so that they can get on with what they do best. Along the way, I've learned so much from all of my clients, so myself, my clients, and other inspirational guests will be here to share all of these tips knowledge and advice with you. So tune in right now and get your week off to a great start. Welcome everyone to episode five of Virtually Minded. Thank you so much again for tuning in last week to listen to Kieran McCrickard, professional photographer, tell us all about his amazing journey to success through the power of innovation and he showed us some of his most amazing work um, and we're really, really chuffed that he was here to join us to tell us about that. If you haven't had a chance yet to listen to that, please do catch up. Um, you can go onto my um, Instagram and Facebook to find the link to all of those. And it's now up on my brand new website so you can have a look at that um, and find out more about the services that I offer as well. So anyone who follows me on um, social media will know that this week's episode is all focused on the word progress. Progress is so important in life so that we can improve ourselves, improve our lives and improve our family life too. And our focus is going to be specifically on family life. Now we all find ourselves um, thrown back into lockdown again because of this this wave of COVID-19. And this means the children again are off school and many parents that we've spoken to are finding it a real struggle as were we. Um, So what we did is we decided to do some research about great ways of improving our lives and putting them into practice for us and for our daughter, Amelie as well, um, to help with her education at home, to help with her well-being, both emotionally and physically. Um, And we wanted to share those ideas with you and the results really of what the outcomes were from actually putting this into practice. So once again, I'm really chuffed to be joined by Jamie again. Um, And he's gonna be talking us through some of this research and we'll be discussing the outcomes um, so that you can perhaps try these things at home. So hi again, Jamie. How are you doing? very well thank you so much for joining me again it was really fun last time wasn't it i had a great time thank you so much for allowing me to come on your podcast and talk about a really interesting topic which was mindset wasn't it it was it was absolutely fantastic and we had some great feedback actually from people saying that they'd gone out and bought books relevant to the people that jamie discussed um such as wim hof eckhart Tolle. Um, and lots of people had actually gone out and put their own routines into place to help them to manage their mindset better as well. So thank you for the feedback. Um, If you are listening on Anchor FM, you can actually call in with voice messages and we will reply to people um, if you leave some kind of contact detail on there. We will answer any questions or give you a shout out on the next episode. So do feel free to, to leave us a message or alternatively, pop something on social media for us to read as well. Yeah, any feedback is is fantastic, isn't it? It's know that we are reaching to 
other individuals and, and making a difference. So yeah, great stuff. Yeah, really, thank you very much for that. So Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about the research you did and who it was that inspired you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, just to reiterate, obviously, what Sarah was just saying, um, lockdown, again, is uh, graced us with its presence. And unfortunately, as Sarah said, the children are off school as a result of that. Well, the majority of the children, of course, uh, subject to the key workers. So Sarah and I had many a conversation, again, relating to the first lockdown and how the impact of that did affect our daughter and as Sarah said as well the children of friends and family and obviously there were peaks and troughs to say the least um, and we were very mindful of that when going into this situation again that we wanted to concentrate on the well-being of our daughter um, was paramount to make sure that her physical and mental well-being were being addressed and treated with sympathetically and proactively. So again, went back to the uh, the format of going on the, uh, the internet and uh, finding out more information about life coaches and came across an incredible chap name is Jim Quick. Anybody who's interested, he is uh, known as the Brain Coach. Uh, the videos uh, that he has on YouTube especially are absolutely incredible. I urge anyone to, who is looking to make a positive change in their life to research his uh, videos and you will find an awful lot of very, very interesting information, which is what I drew upon to obviously have a conversation together and work out ways that we could benefit our daughter going through uh obviously through the lockdown and and throughout well her development from now on yeah and jamie does send me these videos as well which i look at um with great interest you know they really are um, very inspirational and he's a very good public speaker so can get um across the message that he really that he really wants to so he described um which jamie shared with me 10 things that can change your life so we thought what a great starting point in order for us to try and improve our family life and make progress which is going back again to our word of the week um, so we decided to apply these to us as a family and make sure that we definitely included our daughter emily in these as well to watch um, how she changed and progressed in her learning in her emotional well-being. So Jamie, um, could you talk to us about the first one? Um, number one is the brain diet. Yeah, absolutely. So the brain diet is obviously related to what we're feeding our brains. The brain is um, obviously incredibly uh, responsive to how much oxygen it's taking in. So one of the main things when we are feeling lethargic, when children are low on energy, maybe a bit low on motivation and certainly concentration, uh, what Jim's Quicks actually says is it's more so predominantly down to how much oxygen you're intaking at that particular moment. So what the, the lower half of the lung capacity actually takes in about two-thirds of the oxygen to the brain and what we have a tendency to do and I urge you to try this at home um, is look at the way that we're sitting so 
I certainly have uh, previously had a um, a tendency to hunch over. Mm, me too. You've, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if we're at the computer, we're leaning over, normally hunched over the uh, the screen, possibly when you're driving as well, uh, sitting down, watching the television. We don't really sort of consciously sit bolt upright unless you've got a fantastic pos posture, in which case, you know, more credit to you because what you're going to be doing then is when you sit up straight, you put your shoulders back, you increase the volume and the capacity of your lungs through obviously expanding your rib cage. What you're doing then is you're increasing the volume of oxygen that you're get delivering to the brain. So if you are feeling a little bit lethargic or your children are, a nice little thing to do there is just to all have a little exercise where you just sit up straight, deep breath in, exhalation, creating full you know volume lung capacity with oxygen it's going to oxygenate the the brain and feed that consequently you're going to feel a lot more alert and able to concentrate and retain information uh, a lot easier so that's part of the brain diet but predominantly the other thing would be is what we're feeding the brain mm. and it's going to be things for nutrients so making sure that you're eating leafy greens that you're getting you know, blueberries, olive oil, all sorts of things like that, turmeric, just making sure that you try and get a nice, healthy, balanced, varied diet. And when we do discuss this and we think of our children, it's not always the easiest or most convenient thing to do to make a whole hearty, substantial meal. Um, sometimes, unfortunately, time doesn't, isn't of the essence and we uh, might, you know, do a microwavable meal or something like that. But if you can try and get as much vitamins and nutrients into your body and your children's likewise. Simple things like just making a smoothie, mm -hmm. put some frozen pomegranates in there, something like that. And it's just gonna give you that brain foods. That brain diet is obviously paramount, which is what Jim says. Yeah, and that's really important. So we try to do that um, with our daughter. She's not the biggest fan of fruit and vegetables. We wish she was, but that's very um, common with children. So. Yes, what we did is we tried out the smoothies um, and she really, really enjoys them. So we now know that we are, you know, doing our best in that respect um, based on her, her own needs and her own interests. Um, so another really, really interesting thing um, that we don't always think of, especially with children who often come across as very confident and relaxed um, is the idea of self-talk. Now, self-talk is our um, is number two on our list. So, Jamie, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah. Again, it's it's a very interesting exercise to, especially in the situation that our children are finding themselves in at the moment, a lot more isolated. That social interaction with their peers is it's not obviously obsolete completely because you've got the virtual classes which is a great thing to um to engage in for the children but it's not the same obviously as being face to face and and having you know a lot more engagement with their you know fellow students and friends so it's interesting to see how this self-talk is with your sons or daughters um, if you're noticing that there is a bit more negative self-talk obviously an external reflection of how they're feeling internally is is going to be you know noticeable through how they're actually talking so what 
we've done is we've drawn upon part of my morning process which I do is relating to positive affirmations um, as we said in the previous uh, episode that we did um, I do positive affirmations in the morning and you can do these guided through again people like the honest guy so you can find their positive affirmations on YouTube or Spotify or other platforms as well and we sit down we've actually written our own positive affirmations um, between Emily and I and it was really nice to be able to actually you know sort of get her you know her understanding and, 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 and her ideas of what she wanted to say from her positive point of view that how it would carry through through her day and, and make her feel better so we sat down and we sort of referenced with each other what we would like to say what we wanted out of the day what we wanted to achieve how we wanted to feel about ourselves how we wanted to feel when we are talking about other people and how their feelings are obviously impacted on our external the way that we talk about you know ourselves and and other people as well so that's the the second part that we did we concentrated on positive affirmations so we sit down together as a family and we just go around it sort of alternately don't we we all yeah. say a, an affirmation and then we all repeat it and that seems to be working really nicely as well it does it really does and it's also um getting into the habit of doing that because now emily will actually remind us that we need to do it which is such a beautiful thing um, and a lovely outcome of of trying out these new methods um, so, um, moving on to number three, which is something that we all could probably do a bit more of, and with our sort of um, guidance that we're following from the government at the moment, it's not the easiest thing to get out and do lots of, but um, exercise is the third thing. Jamie, can you tell us a bit more about what you've been doing with Emily? Absolutely. So, again, drawing on the environment that we are, we find ourselves in at the moment children are unfortunately having to be kept in a much more you'd class it as a sterile environment so obviously they're not able to go out into the parks as much as they frequented them previously or playing with their friends on the playground or just getting you know walking to school, cycling, all of these things have been limited to a certain degree. So the children and ourselves, we're finding that we're at home a lot more. Again, it's probably a lot easier to be able to sit down, watch the television and not be as motivated to get out there, go for a walk or, you know, even sort of just go for a, a run or something like that. So what we've done is we've made sure that Emily is getting as much exercise on a daily basis as possible. As we all know, the more exercise you get, the healthier that you're going to be mentally and physically. You've got the endorphins running around the body when the uh, the exercise routine is in full flow. You feel a lot more self-motivated, the confidence is there, and it's a fantastic thing for a family to do uh, collectively, you know, partake in something like Joe Wicks in the morning. I'm sure we all like to uh, sort of get involved at nine o'clock in the morning with Joe Wicks on YouTube and hopefully he's not ripping one but you never know <laughs> all, all props to you for that one Joe it was uh, I'm, I'm glad you know 
it wasn't whoever smelt it dealt it we we we, we heard it brother but uh we've all been there <laughs> that was I, so funny i'll try not to uh follow in his footsteps on this one i'll uh, <laughs> i'll hold fire on them but yes yeah, so we all sort of get up at you know nine o'clock in the morning on i think it's alternate days isn't it like mondays wednesdays yeah. and fridays yeah monday wednesday friday um nine o'clock and yeah he's there ready and raring to go it's fantastic it's brilliant. quite fun as well he does a few he'll dress up on a friday um and he does like a quiz on a wednesday and monday is like you know getting you in the zone with a proper a proper workout so it's really really good he's um, great isn't he he's yeah. so engaging he's so full of you know zest of life and the children i mean amelie especially i gravitate to him so much he's yeah. got that really personable approach about him and i you know all credit to him for for what he does for our daughter and obviously the rest of the the population as well so that is part of our exercise routine in the morning uh again in the afternoons depending on what time i normally get back from work or sometimes early evenings uh we make it a part of our, our daily routine that we go for a run together. So it's a nice way for us to all wind down in the evening. We go for a run. It doesn't have to be, you know, sort of anything too sort of strenuous, strenuous or, or exert too much energy. Just a nice light jog where you can actually just have a bit of downtime together, talk about your day and, you know, get, you know, clear the cobwebs as it were, get some fresh air into the lungs. It's a, a fantastic thing to do. And then in the evenings, um, we sometimes like to do a little bit of yoga. Uh, Sarah and I are very much into uh, Qigong uh, and uh, yoga, which we've done sort of periodically for the last 15 years or so. And there is a fantastic person, as Sarah will tell you, on YouTube, which Emily is absolutely adores. Um, and it's the Yoga with Jamie or Cosmic Yoga. Um, it's really taken off over the years. I remember when I, when she was first born, I used to take her to a mother and baby yoga, um, but that was obviously once a week. So I wanted to find something else to, to do, um, you know, the rest of the time. So I looked up on YouTube and found, you know, a few videos from this lady and we used to do them together as Emily grew older. And then over the first lockdown, it really, really started to take off. Um, and this lady creates videos, they're so engaging. They each have a theme. They even have like a frozen um, yoga. They have one to do with a roll doll story. Um, they have disco ones as well, which the whole family can get involved in. And I just think she's an absolutely wonderful person, so engaged with the kids. And it's quite a good workout actually as well and different ways of um, explaining how to do the different postures. So I'd definitely recommend you give Cosmic Kids, Cosmic Yoga, um, Yoga with Jamie a try. You can just find her on YouTube and the videos are free. It's absolutely brilliant. We all enjoy it, don't we? It's great fun, as Sarah said. It is so, it's such a fun way of spending an evening together. And if you find that if you do it with the children, we've done it where we've sort of sat back and let Amelie, you know, try the uh, the classes on her own. But she does seem to sort of throughout the online classes, whether it be Joe Wicks, whether it be Jumpstart Johnny, whether it be uh, Jamie with yoga, she does seem a lot more engaged when we participate, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And she seems to just find it. She seems to giggle and laugh all the way through. She'll look you know, between um, the two of us and just almost an amazement that we're all doing it together. And it just lifts her mood and then it lifts our mood. 
just seeing her so happy and also because she's done it quite a lot and I believe um, that when they do PE and it's raining outdoors they do a bit of this yoga Great. in the classroom from yeah. what Emily's told me um, and she obviously learns a bit and she loves teaching us how to do it and or showing us how to do it correctly there's me trying to yes. you know bend over splitting my under pants or you trying to <laughs> attempt to do a push-up it's it's comical isn't it watching us so it that's really probably yeah. more so she's she's laughing at us not with us but there we go it's all part and parcel of being a parent it's all fun and games <laughs> and also it's all part of building up their confidence and if it helps her to feel that she's teaching us something then i'm all for that i think it's fantastic here here so we've talked a lot about exercise and it's amazing keep it up everybody um, because I know that people, you know, that we've spoken to are trying to get that into their routine. And here's some, you know, these are hopefully ways that you can implement that into your family routine. Maybe what we could do, darling, is um, put these links down to these um, yeah. classes on, on, on your on your podcast uh, sort of social media platforms. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I'll put these in the show notes that I'll pop um, onto, yeah, like Jamie says, the social media platforms and the Facebook group that you can join, um, the Virtually Minded Podcast Facebook group. If you go on there, then I put all the different links um, and resources on there every week. Um, so moving on to the next one. So number four is talking again, similar to um, the brain, the brain diet is the brain nutrients. Can you tell us a bit about this, Jamie? Yeah, sure. So just as you've said there, darling, brain nutrients, brain diet, they go hands in hands, making sure obviously that you're getting the right nutrients into the system and the right vitamins. So simple way of doing that is children's multivitamins, which you can pick up from, you know, your local pharmacies or supermarkets. Yeah, the chewable ones are always a favorite. I'm um, sort of one for me, one for you kind of routine in the morning, which is great. I always find that if you've got a vitamin or of some form of supplement and it's stashed away in a cupboard, chances are if it's outside, it's going to be out of mind. Mm. And I personally will have a tendency of, you know, buying some vitamins with the intention of taking them on a daily basis, pop them in the cupboard. My wife will rec well, remind me a couple of months later, you've got four <laughs> packets of, you know, zinc tablets, magnesium, and goodness knows what else. So good way of, uh, <laughs> it's making, very true. It's yeah, very true. indeed. Uh, yeah. Just a good way of doing it is, is just, you know, that visual aid. So pop them out in the morning onto the counter, you go into the kitchen, they're there waiting for you and you can give your children, you know, one of the vitamin tablets there and then, and bang, you're on your way. Good to go. Yeah. And then as well, um, after the habit starts to form, she'll then come and remind us. So, she then becomes our little alarm clock to tell us to to take our vitamins so it's just empowering the children as well to give them that responsibility of their own that's a lovely way of looking at it darling yeah, yeah absolutely self-empowerment is paramount i mean you know learning these tried and tested techniques from an early age is is going to be so beneficial to them you know I'm not getting on in my years, but you know, I'm, uh, I've got a few of them under my belt and I would say that, uh, had I started earlier on in life, it would have been, you know, a lot easier going through certainly teenage years and, and, you know, your, your, your latter teen years going through into your twenties, it would have been a lot easier to perhaps deal with certain situations from a physical and mental, um, well-being point of view, if I'd had these, 
uh, you know, sort of methods implemented into my, uh, you know, subconscious at an earlier age. So yeah, anything like that is going to be great. And if we start them early on it, it's only going to be a positive outcome for them. Completely. I completely agree with that. Um, and like Jamie says, I kind of, I agree that I wish that I'd had these, these tips and knowledge and advice um, when I was younger. So let's, let's all try and instill these things into our children so that they have these tools under their belt to be able to move forward and enjoy a happy a happy life yeah well good for you for bringing it to the forefront so thank you very much darling oh thank you i mean you've done all this research it's incredible and it's helped us so much as a family so we're going to move on to point number five um which is talking about positive peer groups jamie can you tell us expand a bit about on that indeed yes yeah. so jim quick sort of says the company that you're keeping be conscious of that and obviously they have a reflection on how you're feeling how you're learning how you're develop how you're developing you know sort of emotionally and if you're keeping good company you're going to be having that sort of positive vibration that positive frequency bouncing off each other and light brings like and you know sort of if you're in good company if you're feeling maybe a little bit dejected, a little bit down, a little bit low, friends, family, loved ones, even strangers sometimes can just pick you up just by, you know, a smile or a goodwill gesture or something like that. So it's always nice to be able to engage in people with a positive outlook on things because it does, you know, give you sometimes that ability to get off your knees and, and, and feel, you know, sort of happy in yourself when sometimes we all need that, don't we? We all need a little bit of a pick me up. So using that information, we related that again to our daughter. Now we um, have, as Sarah and I've said, a daughter, Emily, she's five years old and she is an only child. So she doesn't have any siblings to interact with on a daily basis obviously mummy and daddy are there um, but unfortunately she doesn't have that, uh, that extra sort of, connection kind of thing somebody else to keep her company and keep her entertained at home absolutely so a lovely thing that we've um, set up for her is utilizing again you know the the technology that we've got now so we can do a zoom call we can do a little, you know, I, I message video or whatever. I'm a little bit old school. I, I'm not <laughs> up with all the all the terminologies, but I, um, one one that I I, I I can say with confidence is um, the WhatsApp video calls. So it's a lovely thing to be able to get our children. And again, you can try this at home. Have a talk with some of the parents within your children's classes or alternatively maybe cousins or family members and set up a nice little video call for the children we again found it a little bit sort of more beneficial when we stepped away from the situation and let her be creative and imaginative in her own environment didn't we darling yeah, so what we've actually done is because many people that I've spoken to um, from the last lockdown would say how uncomfortable some children um, start to feel when the camera is on them. 
So as soon as they um, they have Nana or Grandpa or Nanny or Granddad looking at them, you know, on Zoom or WhatsApp or whatever you decide to use, they do sometimes clam up or run off or hide behind a cushion or something, get all shy. Um, but what we've done with the help of one of her best friends in her class is we've figured out this wonderful way for them to interact virtually. Um, it's like a virtual play date. So I took a step back, Jamie took a step back and her and her friends set up their toys um, had the phone or the iPad leaning up against the wall and set up their toys in a kind of playing fashion. So for example, there was a Barbie set up um, with a doll and a cafe and some chairs and things. Um, and they both started playing, doing role play um, as they would at school. And the parents, both of us would say before we actually set this up, we both said to each other, let's do this. It will probably last a couple of minutes, but at least they're seeing each other. We had to drag them away. I mean, <laughs> it was, there were tears. Um, and today we've had about three or four of these play dates this week. And today it went on for two and a half hours. Um, and still at the end, they did not want to leave. So this is a really good way of you setting up a virtual play date. Um, put the phone up against the wall, get them to set up some of their toys and interact that way and leave them to it. It's literally like they're in the same room together, isn't it? Yeah. It is wonderful. You can do the uh, the quintessential parent thing where you peep around the door when they're not <laughs> watching or hopefully when they're not watching because they always seem to clock you, don't they? But yeah. <laughs> uh, And you can just watch them play as if they would do if they were in the same room. It is absolutely wonderful, isn't it? It really is. We're so proud that that's happened. And we now know that we can do that going forward. And it really gives Emily a lift. And we knew that it also gave her friends a lift. So we're really, really happy that we implemented that. And that will be something we will do going forward. So the next point, as we've talked about positive peer group, number six is talking about the environment in which we are in um, and having that as a clean environment. So Jamie, can you talk us a bit through the kind of um, the theory behind behind that? Absolutely. So anyone who knows me will, um, will, will probably say I'm a little bit, uh, I like to, things to be nice and neat and tidy and my wife might say that sometimes uh, I take it a little bit to the extremities <laughs> but uh, not in a negative way, but the way that I sort of see things is your external world, i.e. the environment that you live in, is a reflection of your internal world. So what I mean by that is sometimes you can sort of look at maybe one of the rooms in your house, i.e. let's take for argument's sake an office. So you go into the office and there's papers strewn about the room and uh, you know, lots of documentation that you haven't filed, bills and things piling up on the uh, on the surfaces. And that is the metaphorical, you know, sort of... Messy desk, messy Messy desk, mind. messy desk, exactly that, darling. You've got the nail on the head there completely. And uh, once you manage to tidy things up and you put things away and you get things organized, you get things filed away in their right place, clarity seems to come into play. And it just seems to be such an important thing that uh, obviously if you're feeling that uh, your children's bedrooms might need a little bit of due care and attention to it, 
it could potentially i'm not saying that it does by any sense of the you know uh, the imagination but it could be a reflection of how they're feeling inside so again um referencing what sarah said before a nice thing to do is as a family activity is to actually empower them give them a bit of independence and get them to tidy their room where they're building up that confidence and that understanding at an early age that if they have their room tidy and things organized then it just makes them feel a little bit happier and I can say that from experience with our daughter that she likes to you know sort of have her toys out and about but she has a tendency to sort of get a little bit frustrated at times when she's looking for a, a specific toy and she can't find it because it's under, you know, Woody, Buzz and the rest of the gang. So <laughs> we uh, we did a little exercise with her where we gave her, you know, sort of a, a treat if she was um, happy to go ahead and, and tidy her room, which she did. And she did it without any complaining, any sort of qualms or anything like that at all. And once she got everything in its rightful place, she was so happy and i think one of the reasons for that is because she said oh mummy daddy here is you know some x toy that i hadn't found for a while and oh i've forgotten that i had this wig and put it on and was poppy from the trolls it was lovely to see so that's a, an important thing to do i think just get a clean environment and that can be like i say throughout the house and you you can put it into practice within your car and your office whatever it may be clean environment leads to a happy healthy mindset Exactly. And when we've set up the school environment, um, we try to aim for that as well. So we have an area with a small desk, um, a little chair, and we have her toys laid out as if they were members of the class um, so that she feels like she's in a school environment. So that's going back to, you know, the role playing, the putting yourself in that relevant environment to you know, to enhance the, the level of education that she's receiving at home. And it really, really, really retains her attention far more than previous times where we've maybe sat on the couch um, under a blanket trying to go through some of the workbooks or something. So having that environment as if it is school is really massively, massively helpful. Um, and putting that into place after looking at this, we've done we've done so well. And just to lead on from that as well, Donna, you made a very good point there going on about the classroom environment that we've set up for her during the day. A nice little thing that we've done as well, which you may want to try or possibly are doing already at home is just to uh, almost do a role play situation whereby normally at the morning we, we, we have a, 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 a mock-up time that the, the school bell starts and have a little um, sort of scenario whereby Emily stands at the bedroom door with her little bag and we've got a little box you know lunch box with her snacks in as she would do at school and she likes to wait there I put the uh, the pretend belt school bell on for her sort of you can just use anything like you know Spotify or anything like that so just do a pretend school bell start the day into the classroom role play it because we found sometimes being you know the parents it's a difficult environment for your children especially at an early age to understand that they need to you know learn as much as they do within the school environment the teachers obviously have that respect level or, or, so they're able to engage with the children and keep their attention that little bit more so what Sarah and I have been doing is is sort of doing a little role play situation where we pretend to be the teacher do a little um, assembly in the morning don't we register yeah. with her toys which she absolutely loves as well and it just seems to work really really well doesn't it darling 
it's like something has clicked by doing this um, and I wouldn't change it. Um, I wouldn't try and change it. I think we found a great balance. And I think from something I read before, children actually during role play at this age, they get to a point where they actually start to believe that what they're doing is, is real. Um, they're in their own world and it's so wonderful to see. And I just, I really think that if I could advise anybody to, to kind of arrange their homeschooling situation in a particular way, that that would be, that would be a great, great tip. Um, so moving on to number seven, we're on now, um, is brain protection. And Jamie's going to go into a tiny bit of a sciencey type thing here. Um, so Jamie, can you tell us a bit about it? Absolutely. So. Obviously, the, the world that we're living in now is a very fast-paced, million miles an hour roller coaster ride, and a lot of that is has to do with the advancement of technology in such a short space of time. You know, when Sarah and I were at school, God, I miss those times, but uh, <laughs> just composed myself. Yeah, they were simpler. But anyway, you know, we didn't have tablets, you know, we were still using the abacus, weren't we? No, well, we weren't really. We we're using BBC Micros. Shout out to the BBC Micro, it was a great, great machine. But uh, you know, not not <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> not on the same level as as what the children have now. But you've got the games consoles, you've got the the smartphones, the tablets, the watches, the TVs, which you can obviously do interacting with uh, you know all sorts of different things as well. It's uh, such a distraction for them they call it the digital distraction so we're all guilty of it they say uh, Jim Quick says that uh, to win the day you must win the first hour and the most important bit of information that he gives to people or important piece of advice which is sometimes you know met with uh, a, a few complaints is uh, put the smartphones down, put the smart devices down for the first hour, don't touch them because we have a tendency to go into that mindset where we are completely distracted from the now. We're not living in that present moment and it's so important for children to understand at an early age that there is more to life than just sitting in front of the television, the games console, or the tablet you know yes we are limited to what we can do at the moment but we're not completely you know devoid of being outside in the fresh air sitting reading a book with mummy and daddy doing some coloring doing some crafting and we have to be mindful as well of, of what's called EMF this is the sciencey part that Jamie's going to um, to start talking about now Indeed, yeah, electromagnetic fields, EMF. What's being sort of expelled from the digital devices, it can have an adverse effect on, on the brain and the development of the brain. So one thing that we've been quite mindful of is making sure that before bedtime, if she has been, you know, a good girl and she's done all what we've sort of decided as a family that we're going to do throughout that day then she may be allowed a certain amount of time um, 
on the iPad or, or whatever it may be. But it's important to, to draw a line early on in the evening. Uh, make sure that they don't take those digital devices to bed. Sarah will go into a little bit of uh, greater detail as to, as to what we found um, where we were doing sort of the opposite to what I'm saying now. But, you know, a lot of children, I believe it's about two thirds of children in America actually sleep with their smartphones either by their pillow or underneath it. Incredibly dangerous. You know, we were not, we didn't evolve to, you know, sort of be that close to, you know, the yeah, electro electromagnetic fields. fields. Indeed. So, yeah, I mean, as, as Sarah, I'm sure will say now, we, <laughs> we've done what many a parent has done and, uh, thought okay how are we going to get this bedtime routine sort of working so we can sit down and have five minutes to ourselves? so when we um obviously before we started implementing this we would think especially in the first lockdown when Emily's bedtime seemed to be getting later and later and later as the time progressed um and we would let her sit in bed with you know the ipad watching something on kids youtube um, and things like that and there was a time that we'd said right you must turn it off now put that down next to your bed and probably about 10 o'clock I wandered past to go and make you know some water to go and get some water before I went to bed and I saw this light sort of glimmering from her bedroom and I thought what's that and she'd actually gone back got the device again and was hiding underneath the duvet watching something um, and Ten out of ten improvisation there, I like that. Yeah, and these little eyes pop up with this guilty look. Um, and I just thought, what is going on here? She was, it felt as if she was becoming addicted to it almost, um, that she couldn't go to sleep without it. So we've put that to, to a stop. Um, this evidence, you know, has really shocked us as well, you know, how dangerous it can be for the brain to be around that level of electromagnetic field, um, you know, near bedtime so so that's really helped and actually something that i'm really really chuffed about is that the routine the bedtime routine that we managed to achieve when emily went back to school is kind of still you know in that is still going on isn't it which is a quite a big achievement and i truly believe that if we can try as families um in this situation to limit that before bedtime um, I, and in the morning for that first hour, I just think it makes such a big difference. Absolutely, and, and use those um, devices, as Sarah said, sort of for the children's benefit through learning and things like that. But we are at a bit of a paradigm shift now where we are almost rewiring our brains to become more and more distracted. Um, how many of us can probably be honest and say that we've woken up probably from the alarm on the smartphone, mm. turned over, picked it up and started scrolling through one of the social media platforms to get a, a an internal validation through external means, how many likes have I got on this post, etc. Mm. So it's important not just for the younger generation, but for us as well to listen to the advice of people who are incredibly knowledgeable within these um, within these fields and just limit that limit that kind of usage definitely yeah so we're going to go on to number eight now which is all about new learning 
so Jamie can you explain a bit about you know what's behind this um, obviously there's a lot of learning going on at home in terms of you know the schoolwork that they're being given and being set by their class teachers um, but also there's some other ways of, of developing their minds through some learning that we as parents can implement so can you um, tell people Jamie about what kind of things we've been doing yeah most definitely one of my favorite quotes about learning I just love this one uh, let me hit you with it see what you think learning new things adds years to your life and life to your years wow I love that one that's real that's really awesome it's just who's that from Jamie do you know is it Be Jim himself? Believe it or not, I believe it's from a group of nuns um, that had a scientific experiment carried out on them. It was, uh, they talk about digital dementia and things like this, so we are unfortunately sort of, again, um, losing a little bit of our brain activity by... Being on these devices. Exactly that indeed, yeah. So. An scientific experiment was carried out on, on people with longevity, um, both obviously from a mental perspective and a physical perspective, how long yeah. they were living. And they found a group of uh, nuns that were, I think, cohabiting in, in, in a certain, what was it, not a monastery, but wherever nuns chill out. And, I, uh, I can't think of the word right now. Anybody know that word? I'm Let sure, us know, please. I'm sure other people know exactly what Indeed. we're referring to here. And. Uh, they ask them, what do they think the secret to longevity and life is? And they said, all said together, learning through their faith, just stimulating the brain, reading, being becoming more knowledgeable. I'm finding myself, you know, eagerly wanting to learn more and more each day about, you know, life skills, progression, well-being, positivity, all kinds of different things from life coaches, from books. And it is such an interesting thing to to be able to to do. You know, you sort of think, you know, learning doesn't stop when, you know, the school bell goes. It is. Learning is a life lesson. We're all learning consistently. And what is the meaning of life? Well, I believe the meaning of life is some people sort of say, what do you think the meaning of life is? And I say, I believe it's learning to become the best version of yourself. Learning to find who you are as a person and how you can use that to benefit the world. That's amazing. I love, I love that so much. Um, and actually talking about benefiting the world and learning things for that reason. Um, Jamie actually took some inspiration from from somebody that he's quite a big fan of um, and what he was doing with his child during during lockdown and he taught Jamie about um, taught Emily sorry <laughs> about the importance of doing this so what was it Jamie the main man Harry Judd from McFly absolute legend superb musician wonderful family guy down to earth love watching his stuff on Instagram and he was doing this thing um, with uh, his children where he was going out, I thought it was absolutely fantastic, with a litter picker, with a black bin liner, 
and just going to pick up rubbish off the streets, you know, doing, you know, that community service, which I thought, do you know what, mate, that is an absolute shout. I love that. What a great idea. And I, you know, sort of pitched the idea to our daughter. I said, how do you fancy going out and uh, taking the, uh, you know, the grabbers that, we, that we've got, the, uh, fashion them into a little picker. We'll take the, um, the bin bag and we'll go and take some of the rubbish that's on the road. And I was a bit, you know, sort of unsure about how she would uh, take to it. Straight away, she was like, Daddy, that sounds like fun. Winner. Absolutely loved it. Winner, winner. Vegan dinner. So we were out, <laughs> you know, I would say probably about an hour and a half up and down the roads. And she was just loving picking up this grotty old rubbish that people had left on the floor, but blown out the bins. Doesn't matter. It was there. And we were picking it up, putting it in this, and she was so engaged. And what I found was so wonderful. You could see this sense of enjoyment and excitement when she was doing it. And it was absolutely topped off by this lovely couple that walked past us, saw what she was doing, came over to her and said to her, that's a lovely thing that you're doing there for everybody. Thank you so much. Well done to you. They gave her a little round of applause. Well, that was it stood up straight her chest was puffed out chin was up she was absolutely full of self-confidence and i thought what a wonderful life skill that she's just learned there helping others she got the feedback from complete total strangers lovely couple but they saw that she was trying to make a difference which she was and i just thought that resonated beautifully urge anybody to go out there do something for somebody else it's a wonderful feeling not from a selfish point of view but it just is such a lovely experience to be able to do something for somebody else teaching our children this at an early age what wonderful feedback what a lovely thing to do i thought it was absolutely fantastic and i think i'd really really love to hear your ideas and suggestions of things that you guys might have been doing in that respect um i know that even the nhs talk about how helping others can improve your mental health. So this obviously was a wonderful way of doing that and was quite clear and evident. Um, when Jamie and Emily came back, I was upstairs doing some work um, and they were both beaming. So obviously doing that bit of community service, um, just something for free up and down the road was a winner. So that, I thought that was really, really great. And I'd love to hear your ideas of things that we could do as well. So, we are now moving on to number nine, which is all about talking about managing stress um, and certain techniques that you can use with your children to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So there's two things. There is, you know, life lessons and stress management. They sort of coincide with each other. So it's important to be able to engage with your children, not have that stigma, that taboo attached to talking about your feelings, which was apparent, you know, many years ago. And uh, it's so wonderful to see how many celebrities, how many influential people are out there happy to talk about mental health, you know, life progression, life skills. These are all so important and inevitably they aren't perhaps taught as much in schools as as 
they will be at a future date. So I think it's important for us as a collective to be able to instill these um, understandings in our children at an early age. Life lessons and stress management, as I've said, are almost amalgamated whereby Emily and I have been sitting down with um, Sarah and we all are open to discussion. Everything's, you know, sort of on the table. There's, 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 there's nothing that we won't sort of discuss. And hopefully when she progresses in her later years, she'll understand that mummy and daddy are an open book. We're happy to talk about any subject that she has um, maybe concerns about or she would like to gain more knowledge on. So she's learning from an early age to understand that she does have a variety of different emotions that she's going to need to understand and be able to compartmentalize these. Um, there is that fantastic book, darling, that you bought from, uh, well, oh. recommendation from JT and uh, his missus, wasn't there? Yes, yeah, we saw that on Instagram a while ago and actually I believe when we went to see some of their work at the school that they'd actually worked on that book as well um, and it's called The Colour Monster and it's all about this monster who's all mixed up all of his colours which represent his emotions are all juggled up together and he's all different colours when you look at him um, and a friend comes along and helps him to separate out those colours and understand what each one means um, so yellow is happy, blue is sad um, yellow um, red is anger and things like that yeah so it's really really worth a read to kind of help children to understand what emotions are and how to separate those and how to talk about them absolutely it's got those lovely visual illustrations as well that representation yeah. which is absolutely wonderful and it's it is beautiful yeah beautiful is a lovely way of describing it. it is it's a wonderful book and it's so lovely that like I say, these things are, are are freely available now for us to draw upon and, and, you know, learn with our children. You know, I sort of say to Emily on a daily basis, our little mantra together is the classic, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. And she really understands the ethos behind that. And more and more now she will approach Sarah and I and sort of say, mommy, daddy, I'm feeling this way can we talk about it and of course we can we talk about things and we discuss them as a family as a collective sometimes you know i may not have the answer sarah comes out and she you know knocks it out of the park with a fantastic way of you know sort of understanding and dealing with a certain situation or vice versa it's a wonderful thing as a family unit to be able to engage in and another important way of dealing with um feelings is and that stress that anxiety you know I sort of say to Emily you know adversity is there to be overcome we've got a hurdle we jump over it and we do a sort of a a, a visual representation of we become stronger you know we we flex the guns the gun shows out there <laughs> bang bang baby one true. two three oh it's a yeah it's a beautiful thing so yeah we just we do things like that and uh, breathing exercises again is, is is a fantastic way to be able to help them just take a step back get a little bit more you know calm and collected and I actually contacted the main man Wim Hof as you know I do the Wim Hof breathing which is you know it's been such a change in my life and and so many others that uh, 
I thought oh, I'll contact Wim Hof and his team and see, you know, how how the land lies with uh, with children. Absolutely, you know, overwhelmed when I got a response from him, which was absolutely fantastic. He me emailed me back and said, you know, the Wim. Hof, thank you for your interest, but the Wim Hof method is obviously catered towards sixteen. Um, and above um, because of you know the brain functionality and children haven't developed emotionally and physically um, enough to uh, be able to engage in something as you know intense. intense is a great word indeed as the Wim Hof method but what you can do is you can do breathing exercises with children on a much more laid-back relaxed approach and we just sit down drawing again from what I said earlier making sure that we sit upright that we've got the rib cage expanded and just slowly talk them through the importance of slowly inhaling through their nose little brief pause and just exhale for a little bit longer than the inhalation just to get all of that anxiety and worry and concern and you know, all of those problems can be taken away by the breath. And Amelie seems to really, you know, sort of engage with that, doesn't she? And you notice a transition almost instantly when she's mindful of her breathing, when she's conscious of how she does breathe. One thing that you will notice um, at home, and again, something that you can, you can try. If you're feeling a little bit stressed, watch how many times that you breathing in a minute and if it's a substantial amount of uh, breaths that you're doing I can't remember the exact amount more than 15 more than 15 is yeah, it darling? more than 15 fantastic so more than 15 breaths in a minute that means that your body is in elevated stress mode so you can try it with your children we can do it as a family slow the breath down be conscious be mindful of your inhalation pause and exhalation and the stress management is you know top form then you just get to a nice neutral nice nice uh, level of uh, calmness it is really really interesting test to do um, because there was a point where Jamie tried it out on me I was actually really really relaxed at that point I was ready to go to bed um, and I think I had nine breaths in a minute which was amazing but it doesn't actually take that much stress really to push it up to you know going up to 15 so just always be aware of it and you know it's it's kind of a signal that we should be taking more regular breaks to practice our breathing absolutely and so, you can become overstimulated again by going back to uh, smart devices or yeah. computer games or movies anything like that can elevate your obviously your your stress levels to a degree yeah so it's really really good to practice the breathing I'm a big fan of that um, Jamie is, and I know lots of people that I speak to um, live by that as a way of sort of managing their stress. So we're now on to our last point um, of, you know, the test and the research that we've been carrying out is number 10 is sleep and family engagement time. Jamie, can you tell us a little bit more about the importance of um, having that sleeping routine? And the amount of sleep that we that we should be having um, and that we should try and encourage the children children to do absolutely so as we all know sleep is such an important part of our daily routine 
our brain activity doesn't stop when we're sleeping it actually increases and a lot of what children have learned throughout the day their brains are going to be processing that information whilst they're asleep and it is so important that they're getting the correct amount of sleep so obviously we, we try and aim for you know seven to eight hours and yes you know the more the merrier for for children just so they can you know be a you know wake up refreshed in the mornings a nice exercise to do is I, I didn't realize that a lot of our learning and a lot of the greatest ideas from some of the greatest inventors in the world have come through REM sleep it's when you're the brain's most creative it's when your cre creativity is flowing people like John Lennon have woken up and uh, you know I think it was yesterday or imagine he had written in his sleep he had actually come up with that in his dream and the creator the inventor of the refrigerator came up with the idea whilst they were sleeping that's amazing it, absolutely wonderful I mean there are so many stories testament to that that uh, so many great ideas come and you probably know yourself when you're waking up and oh this amazing idea but I can't, it's on the tip of my tongue I can't quite remember mm. what a fantastic thing to do is is to actually understand um, what your children have been dreaming about our daughter loves to wake up in the morning and we've been doing this as an activity throughout the lockdown sort of referencing her her dreams what she's been dreaming about writing them down and making stories out of them it's such a lovely thing to do um, it is such an important thing to do and sometimes getting to that point where they do feel relaxed enough to fall asleep is is you know one of the biggest challenges so as Sarah said we call this our, our family engagement time family engagement time basically starts at bedtime so she's in her pajamas she's good to go she's ready for bed I think if one of you's or both of you aren't fully engaged within that particular activity you have a tendency for your children to not become fully engaged and want to be able to uh, you know sort of participate in in the bedtime routine so we make sure that we're all together we go into the bedroom we list our what we call our wins for the day so we all go around and say something that we're something you know that we've been grateful for a bit of gratitude something that we've enjoyed doing our win for the day which is a lovely you know proactive way of uh, you know talking about the day and, and drawing a line in the sand there any concerns any questions that she's got we can address those there and then and we recite our own little mantras that we've all written together. So I think, what's Abelie's one again, darling? I think her one is, I love my mummy and my daddy mommy and, and daddy. All, all my family. Yeah, and all my family. And I am proud of all of my family. And which, I'm proud of myself. That's yeah. what she says, isn't it? And it took us a while to get to that point for her to feel comfortable and confident to say that. And when she did, it was such a lovely feeling, wasn't it? I am proud of myself. What a wonderful thing for any one of us to say. Yeah. I tell you what, when you're, you know, in your children's, you know, bedroom and they're sitting there and they're saying, you know, those uttering those words, it just fills you with such happiness, contentment and, and admiration and pride, doesn't it? It's a wonderful yeah. thing. And it goes back to our word of the week, the progress, the progress that we've made by getting to that point of the confidence. So... I really urge you to try that out um, and also some other things that we've been doing at night time 
it's using our um breathing. our kind of knowledge of holistic things so the breathing again that we've been talking about so much um in this podcast and the episode we did together before um we obviously do our breathing to get her relaxed to calm the mind um prevent her from having lots and lots of thoughts running back and forth and that, that present moment again we're going back to yes yeah that's exactly right getting her back into that present moment um and like we've spoken about before you know we are quite a holistic family um so obviously um so we like to do our meditation yoga that we've talked about some people who know me well um know that i'm actually a reiki practitioner so reiki is very relaxing holistic therapy and i won't go into the the long details of it but it's something that i do for a couple of minutes um on my daughter before bed and it really relaxes her um, and we also as with your reflexology yeah as with reflexology so i've done a bit of training in reflexology as well so we'll do a bit of that on her feet as well which she absolutely loves um, and she does come to me now can i have reflexology um at various periods throughout the day which is adorable even in the middle of me doing work but i don't mind because it's a distraction for me <laughs> And we also do a bedtime meditation for her. She loves her Lord of the Ring meditation. Um, well, their little audio. Um, like a thing on YouTube by the Honest Guys that we spoke about before. So it's free on YouTube and it has sound effects of people walking and the horses and things. And it's, it's just really um, a mindful story for them to listen to. And now she won't really go to sleep without it. Absolutely so right. Part of the routine. And you've also got things um, like the Sleepy Pause app, which you can use for your children's. Um, they're predominantly, well, specifically made for children, aren't they? Yeah, Lovely they are. little stories. And you can get uh, free, I think, free access to certain uh, meditations for children. So anything like that, they are well worth investing a little bit of time in and, and seeing what works for you. Yeah, definitely. And um, there's something that really is very important to us um, generally throughout throughout the day, um, definitely bedtime, it's become really important. Oh, so it's the use, the use of, Jamie, what is it? The use of? Essential oils, baby. Absolutely love them. If you find out about essential oils and the amazing effects and well-being and effects specifically that they can bring, it's really quite an incredible thing to research. Um, Jamie has always, you know, since I've known him, really had a very strong interest in in the aromas and things like that, and using those to to benefit your health. Um, and we actually are now at a point where we use that with Emily in the evenings. She absolutely loves it, um, and it's really a very big player in the reason why we have a great routine at night now. Completely agree with you, darling. It is a game changer. Essential oils. Oh, I'm the biggest advocate for them. I just absolutely love them. I cannot believe, you know, sort of from the knowledge that I had previously to, to where I'm at now, the amount of different uses that essential oils have and the benefits that they have to every single, you know, person on the planet. If you give them a chance, they are incredible. Now, there's three main ways that you can use them. There's aromatics, so obviously you can diffuse them maybe put them in a, uh, a spray bottle, anything like that, into the air. So you're breathing that in. You can put them into the palm of your hands, a couple of drops into your hands, breathe them in, you know, sort of 
eucalyptus, peppermint, anything to, you know, sort of respiratory um, aid there. You can do things like shower steamers. I make my own shower steamers, which are basically the uh, the shower version alternative of the bath bomb. Um, so I have in the morning sometimes a little bit of congestion, um, sinuses, etc. So I've just made my own shower steamers where you pop them into a nice hot steaming shower and it will, uh, you know, the eucalyptus, the peppermint, anything like that, any will, will just open the airways up and give you, you know, sort of much easier um, breathing capability. It's really like, um, almost like creating your own little steam room, really. It's yeah. incredible if you shut the door, get the um, shower on really, really hot, get the steam going, and you just feel like you've walked into a steam room and you've got that amazing aroma and that just amazing kind of smell that clears your sinuses, like Jamie was saying. So they are they are incredible. They are indeed, yeah. I mean, you know, you could go on for absolutely hours and hours if you wanted to talk about essential oils you can cook with them clean with them they're great for your wellness your well-being for sleep for hygiene personal care fitness health mood management you name it bang bang it's they are just absolutely off the chart you can even use them internally now when i do say internally be very 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 mindful that i'm only talking about one specific grade there are very many there's a multitude of different grades of essential oils only CPTG certified oils, to which I believe there is only one uh, manufacturer of those on the market, um, can be used internally. So certainly don't go and buy a, uh, a cheap and cheerful um, essential oil from you know the pharmacy or the supermarket and try and put a dab of that underneath your tongue. I'm not saying that at all. You've got to use a certified pure therapeutic grade oil if you were to use them internally in a drink or something like that. A company called doTERRA are the market leaders, by far the, the you know, absolutely unbelievable um, essential oils that these guys produce. Um, they would be the only ones that you could use, to my knowledge, internally. Yeah. Um, but that is something that people can research into. Um, topical use is another, obviously, um, very popular way of using essential oils. Um, if you are thinking of using those with yourself, with a loved one, certainly with children, make sure that you're, you are diluting those with a carrier oil, something like a fractionated coconut oil. Obviously, a therapeutic graded oil must be used. You can't use something of a, of a lesser consistency with a, you know, all filler, you know, sort of different types of additives and whatnot synthetics yeah. could be in them so and again if you are going to use um, them for topical use make sure that you test them on a certain part of the skin make sure that there isn't any reaction adverse to that and again do your research on essential oils but there are so many benefits to them as Sarah said you know they've made a huge difference in the progress in our family unit they really have they really have and obviously going over the sort of safety things that Jamie's just mentioned um you know we can't reiterate that enough but having taken that all into account that's what we have used um and at night time now we just put a dab of um specific oils onto the bottoms of Emily's feet at night time um and I'll use them with a bit of reflexology um, pressure points and she just loves the smell it's the essential oils can be absorbed into the skin through the feet and get into the bloodstream quite quickly to create that relaxing effect 
absolutely darling and again you can pop it down the spine as well um, sometimes on the pulse points as well it's it, it is absolutely overwhelming how much of a difference they have made to her when we are diffusing essential oils in a room maybe something like a lavender something for relaxation purposes in her room prior to going to bed sets the tone sets the mood beautifully doesn't it yeah. she's so relaxed when she goes into that environment and just as sarah has said there when she massages those oils into the soles of her feet crikey she's out like a light isn't she and she will yeah. not go to bed now without her essential oils one thing i did want to say darling if it's okay is um Anybody who is interested in holistic um, approaches to things such as the topics that Sarah and I have been talking about, the guru in my mind, the most absolutely most wonderful, fantastic, knowledgeable person that I was lucky enough to find when I was doing research um, on essential oils was, uh, was Callie Wilson. And Callie Wilson is so unbelievably knowledgeable on essential oils, so engaging, such a dynamic, interesting individual. The amount of experience that she has and that she manages to portray in her podcast, which I urge anybody to listen to, it's the Essential Oil Coach podcast, which you can find on all platforms, um, is so such an interesting podcast to listen to. I find myself listening to it when I'm in the van at work and so many different ways of, of like I say utilizing these essential oils it, she has been you know sort of an absolute blessing to us in learning more about how they can help us and assist us on a day-to-day -day basis yeah she does she talks all about that kind of thing she talks all about um you know how to inhale them you know how to um apply them which ones work for the immune system and cellular health um, and she's just it's just lovely to listen to so I really urge you to go and listen to that if you want to find out a little bit more um, about how to use those within your family life so and she's an, she's an amazing coach and she's very much involved in family things she's got a project called the family launch um, which is where she does teach kind of processes and skills to have a great family family life and environment um, so Absolutely. definitely, definitely listen to that. Massive shout out to, to you, Kelly there. Thank you very much for all the advice that you've given us on a personal level as well. So yeah. we really appreciate that. And uh, we really do. Thank you. Just uh, again, darling, just drawing um, finally on um, sort of essential oils, if you are thinking of using them for yourself, the family or your children, nice essential oils in the evening, things like lavender, roman chamomile, frankincense, wild orange if you feel that you may need a little bit of grounding a bit of you know trying to get back to some form of you know sort of security and, and normality you know the furs are, are fantastic oils to use they're strong you know sort of grounding oils siberian fur cypress things like that and you know oils that we use for emily during the day when we're actually doing her schoolwork you know, oils for concentration. We make sure that we're diffusing some oils in her bedroom when she's getting ready to go into her mock school situation. You know, sort of things for alertness and focus. These the citrus oils, the mint oils, things like peppermint, lime, orange. You know, lemon. I could you know, I could go on for this for hours, but I won't bore you too much with my uh, <laughs> enthusiasm. So 
Well, no, the fact that you are so enthusiastic is going to get people people interested. Um, and really, it's kind of like the underlying thread that holds everything together. You know, we put all these things into practice, but we do in different rooms have these different aromas um, in order to, you know, to promote certain moods um, and to to help us to be a bit sharper and to be able to learn more. So, so really, that kind of rounds up all of the different things that we've been doing. And I sincerely hope that these things that we've tried will be able to help you in your family life. Um, so that's that's absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much, Jamie, again for, for joining me um, on this podcast. Thank you so much again for having me, darling. It's been a wonderful experience to be able to talk about this and share these um, thoughts with, you know, just obviously your listeners. So again, if anybody's got any questions, anything at all that they'd like to discuss, any of the topics that we've we talked about here please do get in contact with us we are more than happy to answer any questions and certainly you know if we haven't the answers we'll be able to point you in the right direction but uh, definitely you know one of the things to go away from today is just that engagement with the children maybe be mindful of how much time that they're spending on the the devices that we that we all have and use those essential oils get them into your homes listen to you know podcasts like Kelly Wilson's podcast there and just get a, a greater understanding because I cannot stress enough how much of a positive change that they've made in in our lives here so yeah thank you for having me yeah that is an absolute pleasure and I can't wait for the next time that you come on and um, we're definitely always looking for interesting topics and we're always open to suggestions as well um, so to finish off, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about the guest that I'm having on next week. Um, she's a really, really exciting guest. Her name is Rosalind Kahn. She's, um, she's American. She's all the way from LA. And I interviewed her last week. We recorded our podcast together. And she's an absolutely amazingly inspirational woman. I won't give away too much, um, but I will tell you that she is a humanitarian. She's a professor at the LA College um, and also she has participated on several occasions in TED Talks. Um, do go away and look those up because they're absolutely amazing if you haven't heard from them. Um, global talks about new innovative ideas, um, bringing ideas to life and she has got lots to tell us and even more tips about families. Um, so please do tune in next week. Take care and goodbye. Peace and love. Why not visit us at virtuallyminded.co.uk to find out all about our virtual assistance service, our creative mindset coaching, and here you can also find all of our podcast episodes. You can also search for Virtually Minded Podcast on Instagram and join our Facebook group where we share resources about each of our episodes. Keep tuning in and I'll see you next week on Virtually Minded, creating success in a changing world.